Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Gaming Blender, the hypothetical gaming podcast. I'm here with, again, not Scott, I'm here with friend of the podcast, Gareth. Say hello, Gareth. Hiya. That'll do. Thank you very much, Gareth. Goodbye. <laughs> I, I'm here with a friend of the podcast, Gareth, who's filling in for Scott, because Scott is still off doing far more important things than I could ever dream to be, so I would hate to cramp his style. So we've got Gareth, who's joining us on the podcast today, and I'm very excited because Gareth plays a completely different type of video game to me, don't you, Gareth? <laughs> yep. Generally lots of different types. Yeah, so you're more of a you, you you're more of a sort of you play a bit of League of Legends, but what I really like is you know more about esports than I do. Esports being um, the, uh, not a buzzword at the moment, but they're definitely a growing market. Because I was I was um, around yours the other day, and you kept saying to me, "You, you said I'm going to catch the World Cup," and I thought, "Does he mean cricket? Does he mean rugby?" And then, <laughs> no, no, you, 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 it was the esports World Cup that I had no idea about. And it was what, what was it you, you were going to watch? It was, so the, it, was, um, um, it was the LGS, which is like Apex Legends uh, yeah. Global Series. So it's like, that's what the LGS stands for. So it's like Apex Legends Global Series. And that right. specific one, normally there's three in a year. So there's the first split, second split, and then there's the championship, which is like, basically you have to be successful in both the first split and the second split to get into the actual championship. So it's basically like the big deal one. And yeah, that coincided so with a couple is, of events. do you think it's... Do you think it's ever going to take off properly? I know it's like there's a lot of money involved at the moment, but do you think it's ever mm. going to cross into the mainstream? Because I was expecting it to happen by now. I was expecting um, to have a sort of event and it be more broadcast, more what freely, but it's still available specifically on streaming websites, and it does seem more niche as it stands. Yeah, the esports is kind of like a hard one to kind of like guess how or not. I definitely think it's definitely on the up and coming, but there's like way too many almost like economical things going on that like kind of end up like hindering it almost in a way. Um, but like, it's definitely on the up and coming. And, um, but yeah, I'll have to see, I guess. I'm intrigued to see if people get teams. That's my main thing. I'm intrigued to see if people follow teams. And we had this conversation last time and we had this sort of, the, the mild hilarity of people lugging computers, their own computers around between <laughs> airports and a really big carry on. Um, because yeah. obviously it's not something you can go, oh, we're playing away. Okay, that means I need to pack all of my stuff. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so that was actually interesting because I watched the video like as you today because it was like the – so when like an event actually happens, there's a certain like responsibility that's taken by the developers or the you know planners of the actual game. And now it's becoming like more and more for them to like pay for – like their travel, for example, for the actual players to come, right. rather than like when it, all of esports kind of started, it was obviously almost all on your own back kind of deal, you know. Like they would supply the the venue and potentially the equipment, or like the like the base computer, I guess. But like the teams had to like fly to wherever they need to fly to and bring their own like all sorts and stuff. So that's so yeah. It is it is painful, isn't it, as well, the moment you move to a new computer. I think we've all had it, where it's, especially if you're a computer <laughs> user and you turn up at work and they go, you're using a Mac and you go, okay, the keyboard is just doing random things now. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it must be so weird to kind of do that because, like, I've obviously not been to a LAN before, but 
going from like your home setup to somewhere else, and especially in a setting where you have to try and perform your best, it's like it must be so foreign. But yeah, because there is a massive thing about that in terms of uh, in terms of performing, because you, you're meant to perform to your best in literally a position which is out of your comfort zone. It's essentially just saying to a yeah, you can. It's like sort of pick it, picking up um, a runner and putting them on new terrain. It's something you've yeah. trained for, yeah, trained like, for, trained for, and then like, you'll be thrown into somewhere new. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I- Oh. Um, but but in terms of in, I mean, it's it's always great to have people because you play you you got me into one thing actually I'll forever be indebted to you for is getting me into <laughs> Arcane forever indebted because it never became one of my favorite series ever and you kept you badgering honor at me to say I think you should watch it I think you should watch it I think you should watch it and I was all going ah it's fine I'll get around to it and I watched it and I could not stop and I mentioned yeah. it on this podcast before but it is a fabulous series and I knew nothing about League of Legends at all mm. yeah the um. There's the second season is very much in production. I can't remember if they released anything else about it. So that's super. It's taking hype. forever. It's taking yeah, too it's long. Taking you know, it took them like five years to make the first one. Oh, really? Did it? Yeah, I they took this sweet that. time. Yeah, but because they, they, they're doing like things where they have, there's like an underlying law for the actual game, maybe uh, <laughs> League yeah. of Legends. And what they did was they actually took the whole law, but then they bent it a little bit. And then they now now right. they've made a post recently where like I haven't actually been completely up to date, so I might be off on this. But they they've actually like changed no, no, you'll, like you'll a lot be of like, taken as a solid source. <laughs> I'll be put to, the, put to the slaughter for this one. <laughs> but um, yeah, they so they've actually like changed like the canon law here and there, be just because of I not maybe not just because of our game, but like to help figure it all out. So it's really cool. No, that is, that is cool. I like the way that, and that's the way that it's got to happen. Actually, you can't do direct adaptations. The, my, another one of my favorite ones is Castlevania, and you very rarely. I mean, maybe The Last of Us kind of works, but apart from that, you can't. Mm. Um, you can't do things directly. You have to tweak them because otherwise, you're trying to put a square peg in round hole. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we've been we've been rambling on about this because <laughs> I, I, the subjects that interest me interest me greatly. Um, we haven't actually said what the podcast is, so I'm going to go. The pod, this is the hypothetical gaming podcast, the Gaming Blender, where we will blend together a randomly selected group of genres and mechanics to hypothetically come up with a idea for a new game, um, and then we'll even throw a narrative on at the end just for fun. Now, what's going to happen is I have a magical list in front of me that Gareth will pick a random number from. He's never seen this, never seen this list before. He's not researched it at all. Um, I still haven't put in the Steam tags that I spoke about in last week's podcast because they're worth 400 of them and I could not be bothered to do all that. Um, but we have it and we have, you will pick one genre, two mechanics, maybe three, if I feel like they're, they're, it's just too easy because we want to make it a challenge. So, Gareth, quick question before you jump in. What do you not want? In what, in your genre? In a genre, in a genre, oh, mecha- either, either genre, mecha- is there any, anything that is particularly alien to you? Now we had Pete on last week, who, who he's he's been on, every time he's been on, he said, "Please don't give me sports." Hmm. Actually, I don't know. What is that? Could you pick like three random ones and I'll just pick one from them? <laughs> we'll pick one you don't like from them. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you could have a shooter, I suppose, or you could have a um, party game, or you could have multiplayer. I know, uh, for example, I know, for example, you're you're very good at the sort of multiplayer elements. That would that would fit you more like a glove. Yeah. Uh, is there any dating sims on it? <laughs> you know what? There's not, but Let's there is now. <laughs> We're going to add dating sim in. There we go, Scott. Yeah. I'm so sorry if you come back and dating sim, you get dating sim anyway. So <laughs> we are going to crack on. And Gareth, you're going to pick 
between 1 and 22? Uh, 14. 14, cool. Now, do you want to know what that is now, or do you want me to reveal all of the information at once? Uh, let's, let's do all at once, I guess. Then. Spicy. All at once, okay. So, then could you pick two numbers between 1 and 39? Uh, 2. 20. 2 and 20. 2 and 20. I'm going to make you move away from 2, just because we've had that uh -huh. recently. Uh, 10. <laughs> 10 and 20. <laughs> 10 and 20. There you go. And one more. I'm going to make you pick one more. Uh, 15. 2, 20, 15. Okay. Slightly odd. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, now, just, 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 just because we want to have an eye into this process this is an odd feeling isn't it to know that you just could you're going to be unleash i'm going to unleash all of this stuff that you're going to have to follow for the next 20 minutes or so <laughs> yeah that's going to be a so what you have you have a genre which is a platformer so okay. fairly simple standard mario rayman many things where you can just jump around that's that's fairly fairly straightforward now you've got your three mechanics which are an interesting group for a platformer oh, you no. have to start off a Dark Souls bonfires. Now, for those who don't know it, essentially that is a checkpointing system or something along those lines which resets the world. It causes enemies to come back to life or, or something along those lines. So it's, it's a resetting mechanic. The next mechanic you have is base building. That could be whatever. That can be putting things together. That could be like Fortnite in terms of building something or or in terms of maybe something maybe more full-on like The Sims where you're fully just building a house. Could be something like that. And then the final one, which I made you pick, which is a slightly, again, slightly bizarre one, is Ubisoft's infamous watchtower mechanics. By that, I'm referring to things that if you climb up or they would reveal more of the world. So whether that exposes more of the map or exposes more of the um, or a general general visibility of everything. I can hear you clicking a pen away, so I know that you're, I know you're thinking notes. hard. I know you're thinking hard. Mm. So it's quite a... There's nothing there that I'd say, oh, my God, that is horrible on a platformer, but I don't think they've been done before. I don't know what you think. Yeah, it definitely feels like something unique, like the different kind of elements. It's not like you can pick a game that you know exists that encompasses no. all of these things. Hmm. I know that when um, Dark Souls kind of ballooned and everybody started playing at left, right, and center, and then Elden Ring came and the world went, I like this. Mm -hmm. Um I know that there are lots of 2D um, uh, Dark Souls clones that use would have used platform elements because that's that, that suits 2D down to the ground. But base building in a in a in a game which is designed around exploration that's that's trickier. Mm. There is ironically actually there's one game I don't think it would be it would technically be a platform, but you could swear it to be platform. But have you ever heard of Terraria? I've heard of Terraria. I've not played it. So Terraria's basically imagine like a oh my god, I actually some stick for this, but uh, it's like a side scrolling two <laughs> D Minecraft. So right. it's like this kind of system where you go out and you forage stuff and you do the whole mining, mining, and then you do the whole crafty, crafty, and you live weapons and then there's mini bosses and stuff and the game changes and yada yada. But it's very much two um, D and it has a lot of like plat very very platformy style of. Oh, right. And then that would also, and it also has that like 
you create and craft blocks and you can place and all sorts of things. So it definitely has that like base building style. So that kind of seems like that's the closest thing I can think of to like try and get like some sort of <laughs> structure to try and build into this sort of thing. So I think what you've got to do is you've almost got to use the platform to, 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 to link things together. You've almost got to use the watchtower elements and link that to the platform, Mer, mm-hmm. because you, that, that platforming is naturally suited to climbing and to going up. So mm-hmm. you build that into what are the watchtower elements because you, you are naturally getting higher. So, But what you reveal at the top, I don't know. Maybe the bonfires are at the top. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah. how you link that together. Well, you, you could, it be, could you be, could be a very be, nice, easy way. Yeah, you could be setting off beacons, I suppose. That's one way of doing it. But how does, why does that reset the world? Why does that, why do you need to craft the better? Ooh, here's a thought. You could be building the towers. That's true. And you, this is an interesting way. You could be building your own platformer because you build the tower that you then have to climb to set off the bonfire. Mm. True. I think. <laughs> I just had another terrible, well, it's not terrible, but it's very, very similar. It could always be, have you had a jump king? I haven't. Oh, wait, is that the, it's is that the, the very no. rage inducing, infuriating, like a plat- platformer jumping up to the top of the tower. It's kind not of like thing. doodle bug or so, whatever it was. Was it doodle bug that just used to boing its way and it just constantly bounced? And if you had oh, to I tilt it, you didn't get it in the right place. Or have I overly <laughs> simplified that? It's, uh, I think you might have oversimplified it, but it's like, um, <laughs> it's one of the rage inducing games, like similar to, uh, uh, what's it called? Getting over it with Ben and Foddy. Oh, getting over it. What's his name? So, getting over it, which he's also, but it's, um, what is his name? Ben and Foddy. Ah, yeah. Oh, Cause he's building another game, sorry. isn't it? Where you, where you walk. It's coming out for PlayStation. Oh, really? it's literally, it's called first steps or something like that. And you literally oh, walk around that sounds and, terrible. and, and well, it, it, it's that rage-inducing thing. I think it's yeah. it's an overgrown man-baby transported into like a world, and you have to walk. And because he's a man-baby, he's learning how to walk. So every step has its own mechanics, which which I, I, I can't work. I, I mean, it's one of those things you kind of respect from afar and go, well, well done you, well done. You've made a thing, but I don't want to go anywhere near it. Thank you very much. Yep, I'll watch someone else rage on that one. Yes, someone someone else can someone else can be grumpy about that one, and I'll leave you to it. Mm-hmm. So. But I think going, going back to Aaron. Oh, sorry again. Oh, okay. I was just going to say with the um, <clears throat> the watchtower element, it's like very much uh, kind of falls within that, like almost exploration or explorationary. Mm. That word um, okay. side of things. Exploratory, exploratory. That's the one. Oh, close enough. <laughs> um, side of things. So I definitely, I think you could do the part where you end up having to. You're in potentially more of like a kind of sandbox. Uh, survival landscape and you have to kind of <laughs> kind of I'm going a bit too close to Minecraft here but um, <laughs> uh, and you have to gather, gather supplies and then build the tower to then platform and then it's kind of that becomes the bonfire as you're saying and like a save point but it, then it also like reveals a next area to maybe do it all again because that would be more of like a gameplay loop yeah, so building it into like a narrative stage, what you could do is, uh, you, you know the Silent Hill games, the, the horror games? Uh, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know that they have that infamous, they have the infamous fog built in. Mm. Um, yeah, what yeah. you could do is you could do this thing where you say that as you build your tower and you light the fire, it, the fire burns away the fog. 
And then the higher you climb, how the higher you can get with your tower, the more fog you burn away. But then obviously you have that element of chance that your tower might fall down. So it's a sort of risk and reward strategy where you go, I can mm. reveal more of the map. However, I don't think I've got the materials to go any further. Maybe I should just unleash the bonfire now and then clear as much as I can, then maybe make the current one taller or move on to building a new one. So you have this sort of risk mm. and reward strategy. In. How um, limiting do we want to go here? Like, because I just thought about like, there's plenty of other like, kind of like almost genres or game uh I can't remember what you called the second category. Like you could go into like um, uh, almost like a roguelike version of that. Yeah, because so we'll you just could... see how far you go in life. Oh, sorry, not in life. Not, not how far you go in life. <laughs> how far you go? How far you get in, in that the game? Tower. And, if you... and then, yeah, because that with that idea of like it being that kind of like ominous fog, where all in the distance, where like you can see how far you can get up, but it's like the higher you get the more unstable it becomes and not. And then you could like then fall the, down. Is there an end goal or is it just general? Is it general? You're, you're mm. doing this loop forever and ever and ever. That's true. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of this um, thought and now I'm really struggling, but there's a movie that I'm just going to have to just throw out there and see if you remember it. Um, but it was, um, I can't remember who starred in it, but I think it was this, this train that went like through the core of the earth from like one. That's like, um, total recall. I think. Oh, yeah. Total yeah. Recall, where they have the elevator that goes through the middle of the earth, mm, I think. Mm. I don't know why, but for some reason I thought when you start talking about like that, that, I thought about potentially what if we actually completely inverted the tower <laughs> and started we, going we down have done instead. That. No, no, it does work because we, we have done that before because we did a game about mining previously where there was a, a world underneath our world and the idea was the Ubisoft Towers, you, you, you dug underneath your to the crust and like revealed each time mm. you land in a different area, you land in a different world. So are you just saying you try and go straight through? Because the reason right. why I wanted to think of that in the first place was because I like the idea of putting the bonfires at the top, <laughs> the inverted covers top of the towers now, if it went down and the idea of it being yeah. like a checkpoint. And I was wondering how to make it a checkpoint that you could actually work from. And if you went down instead of up, you could make it so that when you get to the Top. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to call it bottom now. Top of the yeah, yeah. of the, of the, the um, watchtower and get that bonfire. You like unlock a new area like around yourself because it's because it's going down, and then you could find a new place that way and then go down. Because my, my thought maybe it's up to hmm. maybe it's up to you where you put the bonfire. You can find an area like if you're carving down through the ground and you reach a big cavern, you can go. This looks good. I'm going to put a bonfire here, and that can be your checkpoint, and that can be your setting the earth. And then you can gather materials to continue your descent. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like, and then I was thinking, but like, with the like that, when you make that checkpoint, it could like reveal more of the kind of area where you stopped. Like it's almost well, like that's a, it. you could you could very simply do light. What you could do is you have the light yeah, the bonfire. Obviously, it doesn't have to be bonfire, and then you take a bit of wood from it and use it as a torch. Mm. And and then obviously you have a burnout time on said torch. You can un maybe you can find better wood or you can find better materials in these caverns, and and you use that torch to 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 explore and to go around and then and then you can sort of reveal more, get more materials from that zone, come back and rebuild it. But resting mm. maybe resting at the bonfire destroys your torch or whatever it is, so you you lose that ability. You have to reset in a way. 
Yeah, that would be very akin to Dark Souls bonfire. Because, like, every time you rested in Dark Souls, all the monsters respawn. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I realized that an area where I'm struggling is I'm trying to think of how to actually make more of a narrative to the game because I'm very much thinking about... But you don't have to worry about that. We won't worry about that yet because we have to do a draw right. for narrative. Oh, okay. But one thing I've realized, we're obviously, we're obviously going... What we've got to have is... And this maybe pushes the roguelike elements even further because you've got... It's got to be a platformer. And if yeah. we're looking down... What you can say is you'd naturally have to put in the levels up, um, yourself, if we're saying this is 2D, and you put in the levels so you have the ability to jump out, essentially, to clamber out, because otherwise it's not a platformer. But I like the idea of maybe you having to always return to the top, or be it the, the, sur- the surface, mm-hmm. and you then having to design your, your pit to make sure that it is an easy return. So maybe that's way the the maybe that instead of having we can keep the the literal bonfires but maybe there's a recharge station at the top for all your equipment and materials so when you get to a certain thing you got to run out and you've got to make your way back up recharge and then head all the way down again and slowly you unlock better and better equipment and materials that can increase your like how quickly you can dig, how much, how quickly you can get back up. And as you unlock all this, then you don't have to go up so regularly. Yeah, but every time you like go you up. Could, yeah, like you can unlock a certain method of going down, which allows you to go down faster. Like before, you have to just actually scale down, but then maybe like you unlock a technique that allows you to get like a zip line or something. You go down, so it makes it a lot faster going up and down. Yeah. Good yeah, you could almost unlock like a, a, a elevator, which you, as we were discussing, elevator that you. As we were discussing earlier, not as we were discussing elevator, as we were <laughs> discussing earlier about the elevator, um, yeah, maybe you have that that, that builds in. That's that would be quite a cool idea to just be like, great, I've unlocked the lift, I can now commit to going deeper and deeper and deeper, and then you build that in. But obviously, you have limitations, so lift can't take you all the way, so you still going to have to add that platform element. And yeah. I like, I do like the idea of you making your own platformers. Yeah, I think. Hmm, I think the. With, with the tower element for sure it's I like the idea of me making the platform as you make the towers full length and then when you get to the top it's like when you've done the thing but mm. so I think that as you said you were struggling with narrative I think what we're missing from the game as it's designed is the end game now I feel like that's <laughs> going to come with the narrative. So what I'm going to make you do is pick from a list of generic narratives. We have between 1 and 19. Right. I feel like this is going to absolutely break everything. This is going to break the entire game, and it's done it multiple times before. <laughs> Let's try 15. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Um, this is Baby this an interesting one, Gary. Yeah, right. Um, forbidden Love. Right. This is going to be the love between one bloke and the other side of the earth. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Your objective is to get to the other side of the earth, imagine. Um, I mean, you could make it a comedy. I mean, you could make it a comedy game and just have it like he's in love with someone on the other side of the world and goes, the best way to get to her is dig. <laughs> and um, but I don't think that would hold I, up I in feel, the entire narrative. I feel like this is continuing to be a cop-out, but if you've... <laughs> in, in in Jump King, 
the reason potent reason why you actually end up even going to the top of the tower is because there is something a, a fair maiden called a babe and it kind of almost fits the plot on that one so weirdly enough that's just a weird observation no no I, 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 to be honest the first thing I thought and I think the natural fit is when you have something at the top or bottom of the tower that you're digging towards I'm trying mm-hmm. to think if there's any slightly more complicated way you can do it to play with to play with genre tropes or play with like the fact that maybe you have your maybe maybe have your running away mm-hmm. I don't know well, you could try and go a completely different angle with it, which is the forbidden love part. You could trans, you could like um, translate the love part into something that doesn't have to be human to human. It could be something like a love of uh, uh, an activity or whatnot. And if it's um, wow, how do I forget the word already? Forbidden. Then it could be something that could be almost like outlawed or like that sort of thing. And potentially the reason, more reason why this could be like a base builder thing is like you're a, a group or a solo band of something, like a mercenary or whatever in this universe. And you have to try and escape from basically the authorities pursuing you in your act of what you're doing, this love for this craft almost, if you want to retry and break it. Yeah, you could maybe play with that. What you could do is you, you, you're dealing this your objective is to dig up this um material which you sell on the which you sell on the market let's say it's crystals or gems or diamonds or whatever it is and the deeper you get the more high value it is and the more you sell and then you get more um you get more back what could be quite good though is to really play on the forbidden love trope i wonder if you could and without being too heavy like play on the allegory of like a, a, a slight addiction in the way like and that that kind of becomes quite meta as well as you're 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 coming the idea of getting stuck in these um gameplay loops mm. because you know the, and there are plenty of games out there we've played them where you'll get to a point and go why am i doing this i'm doing this <laughs> yeah, to yeah. do this i'm doing a to do b which makes me do a better and then i'm going to do b again to make me do a better and you realize you can just you know when you step back and you see mm. the loop and you're like <laughs> yeah. why so yeah. you could almost have it as a bit of an allegory like you dig deeper and you unlock more but then in the same time out of just this need to keep trading and keep selling these gems like physically you could see your character degrade in a way like i don't know if mm-hmm. just, just like you could have like a buffer and a debuff kind of system if you want to put it like game perspective but like literally that it's like almost the longer you spend underground the the more rewards potentially you could gain from this kind of like gems or whatnot yeah. you're trying to find but you uh, when you get back up you have that sort of like if they have like a recharge system like all your potential tools or whatnot it could take longer because you've been down so long and it's that kind of like trade-off maybe but no that, that actually works quite nicely and what you can have is i think the narrative you have is maybe you just have these little little gem little things thrown in like that's the gameplay side of the narrative in terms of the longer you spend up maybe the more your character can move around more optimistically and like being the sun and stuff like that. And, but if they spend too long down, you see a natural, like their clothes start getting tattier and things like that, just little things. Um, and it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have an end game as such because that's the point. It's meant to be like a cyclical. You could always have a secret <laughs> ending where your, your guy chooses not to go down again. And it's like yeah. a happy sunny day. Mm. 
this might be a bit too far fetched, but I feel like I'm going to say anyway, which is a you might as well. It's hypothetical. Be, it's not yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, um, there's a point where I thought about the going down and the coming up. It's almost like I'm with the kind of idea with the forbidden love or something. I don't know why it would mean that, but it did in my mind. Um, you could have a part where and this is where it gets a bit crazy, but you could go <laughs> up for potential like because it's kind of more like a platformer, you could have a weird scenario with the clouds being more like re- re- related to like the kind of environment that the ground is where like it's rich with materials or whatnot. And there's like a choice that you can make in the game where you can choose to go down for, uh, for materials or you can choose to go up or you can do both. And I, I don't know why. You I, mean yeah. to... Maybe, Maybe taking that, what you could do is you could have the clouds not necessarily be something you go into for material. Well, actually, no, maybe you do have that. You have that complete choice. Maybe you have an upper cliff face or maybe not. it's not the clouds. Maybe there are ledges and stuff you can access. So there's more freedom maybe of movement. Um, but maybe there's a point where somehow you can sort of represent the way that you've eaten away at the environment around you through this sort of love of the digging and this, this sort of no. So you can kind of desolate the landscape around you. So you damage the cliff face. Maybe those clouds, they become more gray and cloudy. The more you dig and the longer you stay down, but if you, the longer you stay up and without digging or anything, then maybe the nature starts to come back in. So you could really build in this sort of living world, even though you're damaging it. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, so I think I think that's quite a nice. Although it's quite, it sounds deep. It's not actually too deep because it's kind of just a metaphor. It's a, quite meta. It's a representation of just all these these eternal loot games, these survival games. We're doing A mm. and A to do B to do A. Um, mm. But I kind of like that in a way. It's kind of neat yeah. and it ties itself in a bun, and it means that there is no end game. That is the whole point. You just keep mm. going. It could be that it's very similar. It's basically the same point, but it's almost like you could explain it as like a corruption, as you kind of already yeah. kind of said. And like, there could be like a status on the world where um, you have like a potential extra aim to kind of keep the world in a certain state of corruption where it's not too corrupt. And well, this like, is, the but then balance. what you can do is you can almost do that. You can do that as capitalism. So if you dig up loads and loads and loads of this, of a certain <laughs> element, you, 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 the price of it goes down because you're corrupting the world in terms of filling it with your resource. So the idea is, is if you take up just enough of each or just do, just do a little bit, then you can keep everything at the right value and everything keeps ticking. But if you go and just take out all of the, let's say it's iron ore, let's take out all the iron ore and sell it, then iron ore gets really, really, the, the world naturally look, degrades as we were talking about, but then also the price of iron ore flies down. So you don't get value for it anyway. You get diminishing returns. So mm. it, it does, it's that trade off of, 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 um, destroying something in order for your own gain you've got to balance it yeah going too far into something <laughs> dig too deep <laughs> dig too deep well that's exactly that's exactly that's <laughs> it's quite dug too deep this is the literal yeah. this is the this is the uh the dwarves from moria the, the uh, of a video game <laughs> which i've just realized would have been probably a better starting point <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah but we're not gonna do that because literally Return to Moria, the video game, came out today, so that would probably be too on the nose. Oh, did it? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to just read a summary of what we've got so far. Right. And then while I'm doing so, Gareth, if you just have a think of a, roughly a name you might want to call it. This is your chance Crikey, to give it a give lovely, it a shiny name. Give it, a, give it a go. There's no, there's no wrong answers apart from the ones I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> so what we have is we have a, a platformer with, with Dark Souls bonfire elements, base building, and Ubisoft watchtower elements. Now, what we've decided to build from there is a uh, world where you can dig down or dig, dig around to mine materials. And as you're mining materials, they're essentially your towers because they're revealing more of the world as you descend through it. And you're picking up materials all the time from what you get below to increase your cavern or increase your little tower that you're built or increasing or to build on that and make it even better and you mine materials you take these materials up and you sell them and the bonfire element is the fact that you go but have to go back up each time to refill on power to refill on well refill on anything really any fuel or anything and every time you go up the world kind of doesn't reset because you keep them you keep your um you keep all everything you've built but obviously the world to a certain extent resets the plot being a forbidden love so what we're going to do is we're going to slightly metarize it and we're going to make it feel like it's the it's the metaness of the endless cycle almost of addiction of this one cycle you keep doing it and you keep doing it you keep doing it and the world degrades as you take materials out of the ground specifically if you take a load of one material out of the ground then the price you sell that for then changes and gets lower so it is a comment on how you can live with something in in uh doing something by by parts, not by doing it completely. So it's a bit measure in that way. And we're going to call it Gareth. Not we're going Horizons. to call it Gareth. But we're <laughs> going to call it Gareth. Horizons Gareth. Hall. Horizons, Horizons Hall. Hall. I don't know. I like that. Mm. I tried to make it like the Horizons, the idea of like it being perfectly flat and balanced. <laughs> and then I'll see the oh, whole trying to reference the, the balance. I'm wondering if there's a. We look, I feel like we're trying to build into the Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon. I know. Horizon I, saw, zero, I, I always backed Paul. out completely because of that. <laughs> I was like, mm, actually. I don't know. I like the idea uh, of it being balanced. I, I, I like that. Hall, Horizons Hall. Because right? I really like the name. It's just a. Yeah. You know I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. Horizons yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it either. It's like, it's good enough. And I, I'm trying to pick it apart, but I can't. No, I like it. We're going with Horizons Hall, ladies and gentlemen. That's mm. Horizons Hall, which will probably not be coming to a console near you anytime soon, unless people <laughs> actually, if people get hold of this podcast, in which case, please pay us monies. Yes, please. But in which case, <laughs> lots of monies, lots of monies. And uh, yes, uh, oh, hang on, I'll say it again. Horizons Hall, copyright. There we go. Now we're covered. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, but thank you, thank you so much for listening to us, and thank you so much, Gareth, for stepping in. Gareth, have you had a lovely time? Yeah, I've had a lovely time. Thank you so much. Glad Thanks you had a lovely coming. time. I hope, I you. hope you go off and continue to have a lovely time and don't get addicted to digging. That would be ideal. Oh, no promises. This is <laughs> just out in the garden. <laughs> I heard there was stuff down here. I I'm making a tower. I'm, <laughs> I'm making a tower. They go up. This is the way to live. <laughs> Anyway, so this has been the Gaming Blender. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the other episodes. Please subscribe to the podcast and listen to it with friends, family, and just, just anyone, anyone you pass in the street, and leave us a review as well, but only if you like it. If you don't like it, please don't leave a review because it will make me cry. But in the meantime, I have been Matt, and this has been Gareth. Hello. And this I'm is Gareth. Man. You can now say bye-bye. Say bye-bye, Gareth. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everyone, and keep blending. Bye now. Thank you.